Thank you. Arigato. The Your Own Pay Podcast Network. Inspiring, motivating, and educating entrepreneurs around the world. It's Demasi and Michael, just talking tech. Hey, welcome to this week's installment of the DM Show. Demasi and Michael, just talking tech, folks. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Demasi, that's D-A-M-A-S-H-E. And of course, joining me, as always, the man behind the Your Own Pay brand. What's up, Mike? Not much. And yourself today, Demasi? Hey, doing good, man. Let them know where they can follow you at on Twitter. At Payon, P-A-Y-O-W-N. And as always, you can get the show notes at yourownpay.com slash DM6 for this episode. And in this episode, we decided to talk about a few of the cool tools that we have come across, whether they're things we've been using forever or there are things that we just got introduced to, just to kind of share with you some of the things that we use on a day-to-day basis to get work done. You know, whether it's an automation tool or a writing tool or or, you know, whatever the tool may be. But we just want to talk about some cool tools today. So, Mike, let, let us know about some cool tool that you have in your toolbox. The first cool tool that I have in my toolbox, and I got to shamelessly plug this, if you head on over to yourownpay.com forward slash DM6, you'll be able to get a 20% discount for the first year of you having this. Now, the tool that I love, I absolutely love this tool. I'm using it more and more and more. And shout out to Marlon in Trinidad and Tobago for calling me all the time and asking me questions about this tool. It is Text Expander. And I love Text Expander because of how much it simplified my life. And Demasi, you've used Text Expander too, haven't you? Man, I've been a Text Expander user since 2012. And man, let me tell you, I love, love, love Text Expander. It is one of the apps that has to get installed on my Mac. Uh, it, it will fall into a top five for me, probably, it's installed on a Mac. Uh, same thing with iOS. And uh, good news, you can also get it on Windows now. So, you know, those people that used to really get mad at me in the past, and I'm like, man, you really need to switch to the Mac because, you know, you ain't got Text Expander. Uh, <laughs> you can now get Text Expander on Windows. Mike, tell me what Text Expander is, what it does. What you can do with Text Expanders, you can set a short snippet. I'll give you a quick overview of it. For example, semicolon M, like mail, is the snippet I use for my email account. So I'm on a form and it says, what's your email? And I type my email address several times a day and it's michael at yourownpay.com. That's a lot of characters. I would rather type three characters, semicolon, M, space. Tell it not to put the space there, so drop the delimiter, and all of a sudden my email address is in that form. Now, you can do some more advanced things. I have some templates set up so I can type in a snippet and it will Ask me the name of the show and the episode title so I can post the show notes for a certain podcast real quickly. You can also set the text expander snippets to perform multiple actions. So for example, move the arrow to the right and press the enter key once, which can help you with automating using online services as well. So that's three quick, real advanced ways you can use text expander. But in a recap, it's a way you can set a short keystroke or a rememberable keystroke or set of keys to expand and perform multiple actions. Text Expander is what it says. It is a text expansion tool. I'll tell you a couple of ways that I use it. Just like Mike, I have some some templates, some fill-in snippets, uh, as they're called, where, you know, I'll type a couple of letters, hit a space, and, you know, I get a little pop-up, and I just fill out the fields, go through, check a box, and uh, I'm done. It saved me a lot of time. Also, I, I have some, some fairly advanced text expander snippets on the Mac in particular, for example, I can type X-B-I-T-L-Y and it takes whatever link is on my clipboard and automatically shortens it to a bit.ly link. 
makes my life a whole lot easier and makes it easy to post things out to social media and have a short link automatically generated. So that's another way to use Text Expander. I would encourage you, if you try this out, go over to yourownpay.com slash DM6 and take the free trial. It is an online subscription now for Text Expander, but it's awesome because you get all of the apps. You don't have to buy each individual app on the different platforms. And start out simple, you know, start out with the first example that might use your email address, your phone number, your mailing address. Set up those snippets first and see just how useful the tool can be. And there are, you know, Jesus, hundreds, thousands of, of articles and tips and, and snippets people have shared on the web. It's another nice thing about the new text expander. It's so easy to share a snippet. So if I have a super cool snippet that I want to share with Mike that makes it really easy to do something or fill out something, I can share that with Mike fairly easily. He'll have it. And if I change it, update it, tweak it, he'll get that update, that tweak, that change. That's awesome because you can pass those snippets on to your team and uh, make them available. And some people might say, well, I only want to pay for Text Expander once, which I believe you still can do that. But the power of having the subscription, as Demasi said, is you can have it on multiple devices, including your iPhone. And it's not the most user-friendly. I mean, a voiceover user can use it, but in my opinion, it's not the best keyboard for a voiceover user. But if you needed to, you could be in an app like, uh, I don't know, so I'm coming to mind drafts or something like that using it to use text expander and enter in data. So Demasi, you want to talk about your iOS cool tool? Drafts, man. What is drafts? What isn't drafts? Drafts is an amazing app that I started using probably around about the same time I started using text expander. Uh, drafts is essentially this. It's very basic. You open up drafts and you have a blank document with a keyboard and you start typing whatever it is you need to jot down. Now you may say, well, hey, I could use notes or I could use this app or insert whatever writing app you would like to in this spot. Here's why I use drafts. And I'm gonna tell you a little story about how I ended up really falling absolutely in love with drafts. As a blind person and being blind all of my life, I've always, maybe not jealous, maybe a little bit envious of how easily sighted people could just snatch a piece of paper up, jot down this phone number or whatever it was and stick it somewhere and then they could go back to it later. Well, you know, I've tried to duplicate that several times over the years. I tried it with note taking devices, but what if I didn't have a note taker or what if I had to wait for it to power up and, you know, too, too much time. Uh, I tried carrying around a pocket slate and stylus and paper. I'm reasonably fast on a slate and stylus, not that fast. I oftentimes would bungle a phone number or a piece of information or just wasn't quick enough to get it out and get the paper in. When I first got my first iPhone, I was like, well, this problem is going to be solved with this device. And there really wasn't an app that solved that problem because I would open up notes and I got to create a new note or I would open up this text editor and I got to create a new document before I can start typing. And then I heard about drafts and I downloaded drafts because the guy said, hey, you open it up it's just start typing. It's where text starts on iOS. That is the tagline for drafts. And you know, this guy was right. I open up drafts, there's a keyboard, and I can start typing, or I can dictate. Uh, there's several ways to get the text into drafts, but all it is is just a blank sheet of paper to me, and I start typing, and I don't have to save it, I don't have to name it, I don't have to worry about where it's at, because it's all going to be in my drafts inbox until I want to do something else with it. Now, has drafts made it to your doc? 
Drafts is always in my dock. My dock very rarely changes, but there are two apps that stay in my dock. And that would be drafts with one password are always in my drafts is always in the bottom right corner. So that very last slot in my dock is where drafts is, man. And it's for that reason. I mean, you can be on a phone call and need to take down some information they're giving you and I can open that up and start typing. Just a quick side note, direct touch typing, man, that's a cool tool. Yeah, it is. I wish it would work with Text Expander. Yeah, that, that, that third party keyboard support on iOS is a little difficult. A few other things about drafts outside of just being able to quickly, you know, take down information. I have started blog posts and drafts. Uh, I've written a set of show notes for this podcast and drafts. <laughs> but drafts also has actions as is, as is com- concept of actions. And there are so many actions that you can use. You can send that text that you've written in drafts to just about anywhere. You can, of course, open in any app on iOS. You can send it as a text message, send it as an email. One of the things I use all the time in drafts is composing an email in drafts, writing it in Markdown. Uh, and then having that markdown converted to rich text and then sending it out as an as a email. You know, you can post to social media. Many, many things you can do with the text once it's there. But the most important thing for me and why drafts is in my doc. So the main reason that drafts is in my doc, though, despite all the, all the cool stuff it can do, is simply because it has digitized the concept of that notepad that people carry around in their back pocket all the time. I have mine, but it's in my front pocket and I have to unlock my phone with touch ID, tap it and I'm ready to go. It takes me about as much time as it would take to pull out a pad of paper and a pen and start writing and I'm ready to go. So drafts is my major, major cool tool for iOS. I think that using drafts, because admittedly I don't use drafts, and my favorite cool tool for iOS, which is Workflow, you introduced me to this tool a couple years ago, and I think that drafts and Workflow could do some amazing things together. Do you use those tools together at all? So absolutely. And one of the nice things about Workflow, and Mike's going to really explain to you kind of what Workflow is as much as anybody can explain Workflow in a minute. But drafts and Workflow are very closely tied together, even though they're two totally different developers, because I can either create a workflow and then add that workflow to drafts so that it becomes just the action in drafts. I can tap it and automatically start running that workflow from drafts or I can have Workflow fetch a draft or a draft action and run it on something in the workflow app. That may sound a little confusing and we're going to probably get into maybe trying to demonstrate some of this for you down the line in the video, but they are very tightly integrated and they work great together. So Mike, I've talked about workflow a little bit, you know, or at least giving you an overview of workflow, but Mike, try to try to explain workflow to people. I'll help you out along the way, but try, try to tell people what workflow actually does. (laughs) <laughs> the question probably is, what isn't workflow? What doesn't workflow do? Maybe an easier question to answer. That would probably be an easier question to answer. So workflow is an amazing tool. And a couple of weeks ago, we did a episode on automation. And really, that's what we've been talking about for the past three weeks is automation, automation, automation. But a lot of this automation is from your desktop or a cloud-based service. So something you'll have to connect to via a web browser or via a tool on your computer, which is great. But a lot of us aren't sitting in front of our computers. We're on our phone and we want to automate some of the things that we're doing. So I'll give you a couple of examples of some workflows that I'm using. Maybe Demasi can give you one or two and it'll help you understand what we do. But Workflow, in a nutshell, connects iOS apps with each other. So 
One of the things that I do is I use my Apple Watch and the activity feature on the Apple Watch. It tracks how many steps I take. And every night when I remember to do it, I bet there's a way I could schedule this to do it. But every night when I remember to do it, I'll go to the last page on my iPhone and I'll double tap the tweet steps option. And what Workflow will do is it will capture from my health app how many steps I've taken. Of course, after I gave it permission. Then it will compose a new tweet tweet that says, I've taken, insert step amount, steps today. How about you? With a question mark. And then it will insert the steps that I've taken. The other day it was 25,000. Yes, quite a bit. And it will then send that tweet out on my behalf. For a while, I had it so it would show me the tweet and I actually had to hit the send option. But I learned recently that you can actually disable that so it doesn't even show you the tweet. It'll automatically send it. And how I got that tweet is with a shared workflow. The original concept of being able to tweet my steps is not something I thought about. But I was browsing the shared workflows directory and was able to find someone who created this workflow and they wanted to confirm the tweet, but I didn't. So I went in and I modified that workflow so I didn't have to confirm it. As you can see, that connected my health app to my Twitter app and posted on my behalf. Another aspect that I use for workflow is quickly adding things to notes. If I, and maybe I'll start looking at drafts now, but if I'm in Safari and I want to add a website to a note, I can just hit note, add to notes in workflow, which is kind of redundant because there's also the notes option in the share sheet. And I don't know why I set that up, but that's one of the things that I've done. So I'm going to comment on, on your last one though. Uh, I actually have what may seem to be some redundant workflow set up uh, for the share sheet, you know, for examples, just like that. And the main reason is it helps keep down on the clutter of what's on the share sheet. I don't send stuff to notes all that often, but on the occasion that I do, I just run the workflow as opposed to always having the share to notes option on my share sheet. So keeping out on clutter is one reason of doing it that way, depending on how often you actually launch that action. So a few workflows that I have. I have a workflow that converts, you know, a URL, a, a iTunes URL to an affiliate link. It's a nice URL. I mean, nice workflow. Makes life super simple. I have one that I can search just in this one. And I'm going to back up and talk about Mike's first workflow. So workflow will let you connect apps together, as Mike said, and make them do different things. Uh, this works in a myriad of ways, whether it's, you know, direct integration with said app or using URL schemes on iOS. Browsing the directory is a great way to find out not only, you know, cool workflows that you can use, but also finding out what's possible with workflow. Because I actually got the affiliate URL idea from the gallery. So what Michael has done with his tweet workflow, and this is where workflow really, really becomes super powerful. He's actually taken that workflow and set it as a home screen icon. So he doesn't have to open the workflow app and tap that workflow. He has an icon on his screen that he just taps. So he's essentially created his own app for his home screen, which is amazing. So an example of a workflow that I have created and that sits on my home screen as its own standalone app is Uber Home. So it will call me an Uber. I tap this. It finds my location. I, of course, had to give it permission for all of this. Give it permission to access my Uber account. Give it permission to access my location, etc. But what it will do is it will find my location. It will call me an Uber. 
it will display the location that it thinks I'm at so that I can confirm that, yes, you know, you got me in the right location. So my Uber isn't two blocks away when it pulls up. And then I confirm that I want to call that Uber. Well, it's already put in my destination, which is home. So I'm going home. So no matter where I'm at in the city of Atlanta, I tap this workflow and, you know, probably within five to seven minutes, an Uber car pulls up and I'm on my way home. As Mike said, talking about what workflow is in under two hours is extremely, extremely difficult because it does so much and there's so many different things that you can do with it. We'll drop a couple of example workflows in the show notes over at yourownpay.com slash DM6, as well as link to their website. So check out the show notes to get that information and leave us some feedback. If you have some questions about workflow, you want to know more about it, we can do a whole episode on workflow. We could do a whole week worth of episodes on workflow. But let us know if that's something that you're actually interested in and we can take care of that down the line. So we're going to move on to another cool tool because, again, we would be on workflow for the rest of the day. Uh, It'll be five o'clock. Me and Mike still on the phone talking about workflow. (laughs) (laughs) I'd miss out that meeting for the new content we got coming out for the podcast network. Oh, man. See, I'm telling you, workflow is a dangerous, dangerous. It's an amazingly powerful tool, but it's very dangerous as well. So another tool that I want to talk about is going to be Ulysses. Uh, and Ulysses is both a Mac and iOS app. And it's essentially at its very basics, just very basic. It's a writing app. Different, at least for me, different from drafts. Drafts for me is where stuff starts. You know, I need to jot down a note, et cetera. Ulysses is where I sit down to really write out a blog post, create an outline, create a tutorial, create show notes for this podcast. You know, find the show notes at yourownpay.com slash DM6 for this episode. So Ulysses is is a, a plain text editor using Markdown. And, and we're going to drop a link in the show notes to Markdown so you can get an explanation of actually what it is. But essentially, it's just a markup, a way of marking up text, formatting text in plain text. So you're not using, you know, Word or, or Pages or any of those super high-level document editors, you're just writing in plain text, which makes it super easy to read, especially when you're writing for the web. Mike, I'm pretty sure you have written HTML code to make links and headings and bold and all this. And man, it's, it's, it's not so difficult to write once you know it, but trying to go back and read it, oh my God, it's terrible. And figuring out where you forgot to close a tag is my worst thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Mike has recently started using Ulysses on the Mac. So I'm going to let him talk to his talk to you about his experience, you know, using it and what he thinks about it so far on the Mac. And then I'll, I'll drop in with some iOS stuff uh, right behind that. So, Mike, what do you think about it? You've been using it for about a week, not quite maybe a week yet. It's been about a week since uh, since uh, the time of recording this episode. And it's Amazing. So I used to do what Demasi does in drafts in text edit when I was on my Mac. Of course, that was when I was on my Mac in front of it, ready to go. And eventually I set up what's called a keyboard commander to open text edit and get me quickly into the text edit document. But then you had to create a new document, you had to save it, and then you couldn't exit without deciding whether or not you wanted to save it. And if you're anything like me, you're working on a thousand different things at once and you don't even remember what's in that text edit document. So do I want to save it? And what do I name it? Oh, it's just a pain. Then I switched over to Ulysses. And now I write something up in Markdown and I quit the application. And it's still there. And I didn't have to name it. And it's nice. (laughs) That is probably my favorite feature, the inboxing Ulysses. So you can just create something and then leave it. Step away from it. 
The other thing that I really like about it is, yeah, you can use Markdown to code your websites or to code your documents. And then you can go up to the export option and export it as HTML. And again, you don't have to worry about saving the file. They have this copy button that you copy the HTML code that it generates for you because you typed it in clean markup language. And I'll uh, link to that in the show notes. But once you export that, then you go paste that HTML into a WordPress page, and there you go. All your formatting is the way you expect it, and none of this random stuff that Microsoft Word does. Sorry, I have some passion behind the things that Microsoft Word does to your documents when you're typing it there. <laughs> oh, man, Jesus Christ, especially when you're trying to paste something on the web. Where does all this stuff come from, man? Okay, we see. That's a whole other episode right there, man. That's going to be like a, uh, what, what are they calling? We're going to have to do an after dark or something. So Ulysses on iOS and OS or Mac OS. I've been using it on Mac OS. It's a great tool. Very easy. Very quick to do what you need to do. And so in Markdown, you can edit your document real quick, add headings, add bold. And if you forget what the markdown syntax is all you have to do is go up to the menu bar and you can insert the markdown syntax so you can not have to worry about remembering anything really which is real convenient how does it work on ios though demasi you get a very similar thing on ios if you're using it if you don't remember what the uh markup is what the syntax is for a particular thing that you want to do there's a button that says inline tag. Well, actually, you have several buttons that sit above your on-screen keyboard if you're typing on the screen. Uh, I never do that. I use a Bluetooth keyboard. So those row of buttons sit at the very bottom of the screen while you're editing. And you have a couple of them. One is paragraph tag. So that's going to give you stuff like your heading tags, uh, your block quotes, etc. And, and automatically drop those in for you. So the same way you would go to the menu on the Mac and get those. And then you have inline tags and inline tags are going to be things like your links, your footnotes, you know, your images, your video, et cetera, that you would drop in right there. So again, you have the same concept that if you don't remember the syntax or you don't know the syntax at all, it's still fairly easy to convert something into what you want it to be. Mike mentioned the export options. That's one thing that I love about Ulysses. First of all, it's a very simple interface to type. You don't have to know any of this, this syntax to get anything done. It's all right there. You can locate it. Uh, but it's a very powerful app. Your export options outside of HTML include exporting as plain text, rich text, markdown, PDF, EPUB, even DOCX. If you really got to, you know, get that Word document out to somebody. Or most importantly, and my favorite one, you can also directly publish to WordPress from Ulysses. Absolutely. When they added that feature, I was so excited because, gee, that's all I was really doing when I first started using it was writing stuff for the web and then copying the HTML or copying the markdown and then going and pasting it in a WordPress post. And I could just publish the post, including with your tags and with your categories. It accesses all those so you can create new or use existing categories and tags to publish and you can even schedule a post so it doesn't have to publish immediately you can save it as a draft or set it to publish later uh, so it's, it's, it's an extremely powerful app and in fact it's on both platforms and it syncs through iCloud uh, iCloud Drive so you know and I've, I've actually done this and watched it I've opened up a document on the Mac typed out some stuff closed it just like Mike said just quit the app and watched it show up on the phone right there, boom, because it's synced in iCloud and it's very quick. And because it's only text, it's only text. 
It doesn't take it very long to sync and it doesn't take up a lot of space as far as your document sizes. I'll tell you, I do not miss that. Do you want to save dialog box? Man, once you start using something that doesn't require that, and I'm like you, I will be working on so many different things that when I get ready to, you know, quit this app or restart the computer, it says, well, text editor is not letting you quit because you need to save a document. I'm like, okay, what in the heck was in text edit? I got to read the document to figure out where, what do I need to name it? And then where do I need to save it if I need to do any of that stuff? So hopefully with these four cool tools, you guys got some use out of them. There will be links to all of them in the show notes at yourownpay.com slash DM6. Wow, time's flying when you're having fun. Don't forget to leave your feedback there as well. I'm at Payon on Twitter and he's at Damasi, D-A-M-A-S-H-E. And we'll see you guys next week. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com.